Ain't this what they been waiting for? You ready? Uh, uh, I used to pray for times like this. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Maserati Niche here, and you are tuned into the Niche Speaks podcast where I am giving you financial game so that you can obtain financial gains. And guess what? I have a very, very special guest. This young lady is everything. First of all, she's my niece. I adopted her a few years ago. She's everything. But I brought her on here um, specifically so that you can understand how easy it is for you to push through and obtain your goals and your dreams and get to a bag. My niece is only 23 years old, and she's doing the damn thing, okay? Shout out to my niece. Come on, Sassy. <laughs> Come on, Sassy. Sassy. And I've watched Sassy literally transform from a personal assistant. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Parkers. Personal personal assistant. What? How long? How many years ago? Um, that was only like a year ago. No, two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago, she was a personal assistant. Um, I watched her evolve in two years from being a personal assistant to learning financing. So for any of you guys that need assistance with financing, if you're trying to invest in real estate, you have to see my niece. She is a beast when it comes to financing. So I've watched her evolve from assistant to doing financing to purchasing real estate to teaching classes about financing, um, to investing in multiple businesses. So right now, she's she's in the process of opening her own Kumon Center. She's a real estate investor, and she also does financing. She's 23 years old. <laughs> and not only does she just do that, but she's a mad student. Come on, <laughs> When I tell you I don't want to hear no excuses, don't give me none. Don't give me no excuses. What'd you say, niece, at all? At all. No at excuses. All. At all. So let's just jump in. Okay, you're 23, right? Yes, I'm 23 years old. And she drive a Beamer. <laughs> she bossing all the way up. I'm, I'm trying to get a Maserati next. Cough, cough. <laughs> Come on, Maserati. <laughs> Maserati Sussy. That's going to be my new name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what is it like for you being so ambitious and young and you know, you're an entrepreneur. You're your own boss. Mm-hmm. Are any of your friends entrepreneurs? Um, a few of them are, but I think that I love being an entrepreneur. I love being able to travel when I want to, being able to wake up when I want to, just being able to make money and do things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I love being able to do that. So um, it's, it's hard as well. What, so are the what are the challenges? Let's, let's, let's be very <laughs> transparent. So we're going to talk about the challenges, then we're going to talk about the, the, the pros and the cons. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the cons first and then the pros. So the cons are that, for me personally, I'm young. I'm 23. Mm-hmm. So I like to do things. I like to do a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I spend a lot of money on food, going out, Wasteful. traveling. Wasteful. I waste a lot of money. Okay. So I had to learn um, money management because the money comes so quick and it's so abundant, but then it's so easy to lose that as well. So that's hard. So I have an accountant now, Mr. Ernest. Okay. So he helps me pay my taxes, file tax. I wasn't filing taxes. Are you conscious when you're spending? Yeah, I'm, I'm very conscious of what I'm doing. Okay. But I just spend. So now what I learned is that for everything that I buy, I need to be able to buy it at least five times. Otherwise, I don't get it. Let me tell you one of the things that helped me. So first of all, I have a million bank accounts. I'm you just sure like do. obsessed a million with million dollars. <laughs> I'm obsessed with banking accounts. Mm-hmm. So I have a specific account for every business that I have, right? Okay. And I only allocate those specific funds for each business to that account. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I give myself consciously like a budget. So I have a Visa debit card, right? Okay. So when I do extra stuff, like if I do a speaking engagement or if somebody te- um, pays me to do a series of webinars or um, any extra money that I get from, I put that into my personal checking account. And that is the money that I use. That's like kind of like my wasteful money, Mm -hmm. right? And I do whatever that I want to do with my wasteful money. So if I want to take a wasteful trip, I'll take a second. (laughs) If I want to go on a trip, but it still keeps me consciously aware of my spending. And I do not step outside of what's in that account because Mm -hmm. it's allocated specifically for like entertainment and different things like that. And I'm a firm believer that you work hard and you, you, you live your best life. I'm a firm believer of that, but I am also very, very conscious of my spending and where my money goes. So I like to keep track of, you know, my spending and that helps me organize things. So you might want to try that. You might want to say, you know what? I'm only putting 5,000 in this account. This Mm -hmm. is personally for me. And you know that you got to do, I don't know, maybe like whatever you're doing for extra income, that can go into that bank account. Mm -hmm. And that's the money you use when you want to buy your food and all of that kind of stuff. Versus just constantly just spending everything coming out of the account (laughs) and you're not paying it no mind. Yeah. So that'll work. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So you said that you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spend money really, really fast. Yeah. What else? Um, it's hard to find people that understand the entrepreneur lifestyle. Like most people work nine to five, so my schedule is different. I work late hours and nighttime. I'm not always available to go out, attend events, and different things like that because I essentially I work for myself. Mm-hmm. And then being an entrepreneur, it's hard finding quality staff as well. Like you have to have a payroll, pay people, hopefully they don't call out, hopefully they know what they're doing and they're not messing up your brand. So it's hard finding quality employees. So that's another challenge as well. One of the things um, about um, staff, Mm -hmm. I think that when you are a great leader, I think that every business owner should definitely understand how to be a leader. If you're going to go into business for yourself. If you have the desire to grow your business where you can no longer maintain it by yourself, you have to learn how to delegate well. You have to learn how to um, be instructional. Like, you have to learn how to teach people how to move and do things the way you want them to do it, specifically the way you want them to do it. And you have to teach them how to respect you without you being an asshole. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of business owners that turnaround is crazy. Yeah, employees last a week, two weeks, a month, three months. I've literally had the same staff for years. That's amazing. Three, four years, Mm -hmm. five years, same staff, because I'm a great leader. Mm -hmm. And when I'm leading, I don't just think about me and my leadership. Mm -hmm. I think about if if my business is generating more money, more revenue, I want to give my staff a little more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not that I got to keep everything. Why do I got to keep the whole 100%? Mm -hmm. If sales is up 50%, let me at least give them 20. Mm -hmm. If I can't do 20, let me give them 10 more. You know what I'm saying? Extra than what they were already making. It makes people stay... um, committed to you and mm-hmm. loyal and it also lets people know that you care you know about what i'm saying yeah. i'm not just greedy i don't need it all to myself mm-hmm. so i would say to you as you grow and you're no longer able to run your business by yourself mm-hmm. to make sure you you get your you're leading well yeah make sure you're leading well so mm-hmm. what are some other kinds or is that it um what else is that? I know one because you know we talk like every other What's day. What's one? Tell me. You be like, I niche. They won't stop calling my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Listen. So this is what I would tell you for that. Mm-hmm. First of all, you already have two phones, so I don't know how. Yeah. Like you give everybody this, every number. No. So I have two phones, but I use them interchangeably sometimes. So 
Like when clients, they don't respect your time. They will call you at eleven o'clock at night. You could answer so you real set quick. Barriers. I you do. Know how you do that. Uh uh-uh. uh. My hours are from <laughs> nine to five. Mm-hmm. When people DM me late at night and all that, oh, Credit Medics, my staff or Credit Medics can assist you between mm-hmm. the hours of nine to five. Okay. Because I'm still human at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. although you want me to be accessible to your every need, that's not a reality <laughs> for me. Because I'm not going to break and disturb my peace of mind. Yeah. That's how I'm able to be the best me mm-hmm. for you. You that's know what true. I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to set boundaries. So that other number, what mm-hmm. I did when I had enough, I got another phone. Mm-hmm. And the business phone, my old number, I gave it to my assistant. Oh, she yeah, answers. I, mm-hmm. I don't have time. Only y'all have my personal number. Yeah, okay? that's true. And, and even with y'all, if you don't want to talk and you need five minutes or 15 minutes to, like, debrief, then you do that. Mm-hmm. You do that. That's true. So that's one of the things that I hear you say. You're yes. like, I need they drive me crazy. You could be like, I'm at a funeral. They're like, okay, I'm sorry for your loss. Quick question. So yeah. for finance, you'd be like, bruh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> they don't Sassy. care. Sassy. So how do you feel? Do you feel like, because you're so young, you're 23. Do you feel like you being an entrepreneur, um, do you feel like you're inspiring your family and friends around you to also go into entrepreneurship? Um, I do. I think that um, I meet a lot of new people, but my circle is really, really small. So every friend that I have, every aunt, um, anybody that's in my circle is successful. So I feel like I inspire them, but they also inspire me as well. So, um I love entrepreneurship, but it is hard. I don't want anybody to think that it's just easy. Like, you make a whole bunch of money and it's easy, but I make sure that everybody in my circle is successful as well and that I have quality mentors. That's really, really important when you want to be an entrepreneur. I noticed that about you. Mm-hmm. It's, actually, it's crazy because I was thinking about you the other day, and I was like, I love how you positioned yourself mm-hmm. to be around winners. Yeah, always. That was intentional. But not take. That's a, not take. People don't no, understand no, no. that. Talk you about gotta, that. Like, Can you, you can't, you don't, you don't want to drain and drain and drain and drain. So, like, if I DM somebody, right, and I want them to be my mentor, someone will say, do you offer mentorship? Can you be my mentor? And I may right. send a link for my finance right. and broker one-on-one, $2,500, right? So, if I can't afford someone's mentorship, I'll slide in the DMs and say, hey, um, I would love for you to be my mentor. Are you able to go out for dinner? My mm-hmm. treat. Mm-hmm. I would love to get to know you and just get some tips on the real estate game and that's how I built relationships you don't want to drain somebody and just take and take and take it's how can I serve you first of all my Mm -hmm. millionaire girlfriend that just left that I interviewed asked me can I serve you before I leave do you need me to do anything for you that's how you do it Mm -hmm. especially for somebody like me I work hard like you know Mm -hmm. you too you grind all day and night and on top of that, I'm a single mom. Yeah. So I got to make sure my son is straight first. And I get so many people inquiring about mentorship, mentorship, mentorship. No, say, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. That's what gets my ears open yeah. when you say stuff like that to me. Not how can I, I work for you, but how can I help you? Because when you work for me, I'm training you, you and right. different things like that. Because just consuming. by you being around me, mm-hmm. in a day, you're going to learn so much. You sure will. My assistant has been with me since, I think, September, October. She said, Niche, I'm just grateful for everything that I learned thus far. Mm-hmm. Because you're constantly hearing my conversations. You going to like business meetings. You you sitting around, you're learning different strategies, games, leadership. Meeting All of that people. is so you meeting new and people. She knows a lot of powerful people. So So important. Mm-hmm. So important. Relationships are so important. So what's your financing? Mm-hmm. What do you exactly do with financing? And you may have to like break it down so that everybody can understand what it is that you do and how it's beneficial. Like what do you need to get your financing? Okay, so basically I own my own financing company. It's called Sessie Marie Financing, and I do nationwide financing for investment properties only. So I don't go through banks. 
I have lenders and private money lenders that I use to provide financing nationwide. So if you wanted to purchase an investment property and do construction to it, I can help with that. If you have a property and you want to pull equity out of it, I can also do that as well. If you wanted to buy a commercial building, a mixed-use building, multifamilies, I can help with that as well. So all things investment property, I'm able to provide financing for you. Okay. Um, it's different. So, so what if I, I say, okay, Sussy, I just bought a property. I took, no, let me not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a property for $20,000, okay. right? Mm -hmm. But I don't have the money to fix it up. Okay. I don't have the money. It needs, you know, full renovations. The okay. whole house needs to be gutted down to the bricks. Everything needs to be, you know, cleaned out completely. And I need to do construction. I need to rehab this whole house. Um, could you give me the money to do that? I could. So you would qualify for a rehab-only loan, and that's 100% financing of the construction. What do I need to do to do that? So, so if I just spent my 20000 on a house, mm -hmm. do I have to bring more money to the table? You would, a few. Um, you will have, like, closing costs from the title company, and there, and there will be loan fees. But I would recommend um, applying for business credit, personal credit, seeing you, doing your one-on-one -on -one program, and then you'll be able to have liquid assets in your bank account. And liquid assets is cash that's in your business or personal bank account. So then you will be able to apply for finance and the rehab may be um, 70000 and all of your fees may be five to 10000 which is better than nothing. And how it will work is you will get a licensed contractor to tell you what needs to be done to the property and then we will move forward with the underwriting process for financing. So how long is that whole process? Um, it depends on how fast the client submits their documents. If they move really slow, it could take four weeks. If they move really fast, it could take seven to 10 days. From start to finish. And then when I get the funds, then I can, you know, go ahead and send my construction crew in and they can start the renovation. Yep. So how it works is um, the money is distributed in phases. So back in the day, you used to get the full amount into your account. But people started to spend the money on all types of different things. Oh, wow. People got scammed. So now it's done in phases. After each phase is completed, you the get contractor gets their money. Yep. The contract so it's a reimbursement. It depends on whoever puts the money up first. So if the contractor oh. is buying the materials and doing the labor, uh -huh. then they'll get reimbursed. If you're paying the contractor out of your own pocket for the materials and labor, then you would get reimbursed. So it all depends. So every time, so that's called a what? A draw. Yep, right? a draw request. So every time I do it, so I got to put my money up first for them to get started, um, and then they pay me back. It depends. So like if I'm dealing with a contractor, I'm only dealing with a contractor who puts their money up first. Because I feel like if you're a quality contractor, you should have enough money for the first phase and so on and so on. And so. then they're going to reimburse him. Yep. And then when he get reimbursed, he got to go to the next phase. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So what else? Um, so you need to have good credit. Um, you need to have at least a 600 credit score. That is the minimum. Back um, to that credit. I keep yep. telling y'all. So you can't have what any. What is her Instagram name? Hold on one second. Um, it's at. Oh, Purple wants me to flip it around. Can you please put her Instagram name for me? Let me flip the camera. Here we go. So you, credit is really important. If you have um, collections and you have a lot of late payments, you will not get approved even if you have, let's say, an 800 credit score. Um, people ask all the time, are you able to get financed? If you had a bankruptcy, foreclosure, deed in lieu, you are as long as it's three to seven years old. So that doesn't stop you from obtaining financing um, and oh, getting into the market. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop you. That credit, everything starts with your credit. Yeah, it's really everything, important. Everything, I'm telling you. I can't preach it enough. Mm -hmm. I told everybody before this whole pandemic thing, I've been telling family and friends for years, I'm like, listen, you guys have to get, you know, go ahead and set your business up. 
Go ahead yep. and get, you know, get your LLC, your EIN. Go ahead and make sure your credit is straight and all that. And nobody listens. Some yeah, it's important. Nobody. Some, some, some of my followers listen. And they was in a position to benefit from all of this stuff mm-hmm. that Trump is allocating to business owners. Yeah. Because they was prepared. Mm-hmm. With their, with their business. And credit is really important. Like, even for us young people, um, when you're buying a car, when I got my car, um, my interest rate was... I think 2.1%. And I was like, that's high, 2.1%. I was trying to get like 0.4%. Yeah, but to me, I'm like, I got good credit. Like, (laughs) what was the highest car interest rate you ever had? They were like 20. 26? I don't have no idea. No, but it really will be that high if you have bad credit. You ever had an interest high interest rate? No. All of my interest rates on my car is like 1%. It's Sessie Marie one two three S E S S I M A R I E one two three. So when you're getting a car, credit is important. S E S S I S E S S I M A R I E one two three. So when you get in a car, what? Um, that's important to have good credit. Um, when you're getting an apartment, they run your credit. They yes. want to make sure that you don't First have. First of all, you yeah. got employers running pulling credit. Mm-hmm, they you do. Get a, do they, pull, they, do they do know. that at the IRS? Do they pull credit? Yeah, yeah, I think they do. <laughs> yeah. So, so IRS, the police mm-hmm. department, everywhere, they're yep. pulling credit. I remember I had a client that came into to the office, and she said that she had passed the test to become a cop. She's going into the police academy, and she needed to get certain things off her credit in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Even in the army, they do that. Wow. Isn't that supposed to the old people that wow. go to the army and the navy? So yeah. yes, so they're doing that. Um, they're pulling credit in order to hire you. Insurance company pull credit. To determine what your what your rate is going to be, mm-hmm. your insurance rate. So yes, very very important. But do you do a lot of your friends have good credit? Um, <laughs> do they even care? What do they do? Like I mean, when I was so so, like? so when I was um eighteen, I got my first credit card um through Rose Fargo. I had a bank account, and the, honestly, the only reason why I paid my credit card was because my mom told me to. Because I felt some kind of way that my friends at school, they weren't paying their credit cards, and the, the cards were still working. So we didn't know about credit. Yeah, we didn't know about credit scores and all that good stuff. It was just like, you got a Victoria's Secret credit card, you swipe it, you can get whatever you want. That's how it was. We thought it was free money. And I was in college, so people always think you go to school, you know everything. It's not true. Um, and I would just pay it each month, and I would use a little bit. So when I got out of college, my scores were like a 760. They're a little lower now, but I always made sure that I um, paid it off each month month or paid it down each month so hey, for my friends you know it's, it's definitely um played me starting off young and having good credit has played a good part my mom didn't That's put stuff in my name she didn't play a good part in where you are right now how have you benefited from having good credit well sure i was able to get business credit by having <laughs> good personal credit so yeah. i was able to buy my first properties um duplexes and triplexes and single families just by having good credit um, I so got the meet people. That to purchase the property? So my first property, so I went through my aunt niche. Um, I did her business credit one on one. I think this was, um, this was I was graduating again in Philly, and that was my graduation gift from her. So I did her business credit one on one. But just to talk about that, um, remember what happened before what? I was supposed to get business credit? My score had dropped two hundred oh, points. She didn't listen to her aunt niche. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I was aunt niche. I didn't want to pay. I had a medical collection for $200. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. And I ain't paying it. Mm-hmm, I that's said, what I Sassy, said. pay the medical collection. She's talking about, no, because. They it was an asthma tag. Yes, it was an asthma tag. And I feel like I don't need to pay them. I said, Sessie, pay the $200 collection. Sessie, your scores are 700 Please pay it. Mm-hmm. She ain't paying. What happened? 
So I didn't pay it. Um, you know, I was feeling myself. I got good credit. I got a nice car. I'm living my best life. So I go check. I was supposed to get um, business credit on Friday. It was a Monday. I go to myfico.com. That's what I used to monitor my credit. And it said your score has decreased. So I'm thinking, you know, it went down like one or two points, whatever. It dropped 200 points. And I, I was really confused. <laughs> I went from a 760 to a 5. It was like a 520. Yo, so it was like over 225 yo, points. You was devastated. So I thought it was a joke. So I refreshed the page. Um, it still showed the same score. So I called her like... I want to sue them. They put something on my credit report. They put a medical collection. It was just an asthma attack. Um, can I pay it now? You know, now I want to pay it after they put it on my credit report. So my niece told me, um, call them and see do they do pay for deletion. Right. So every place does not do pay for deletion. Like Comcast, they don't yeah. do pay for so deletion. So what a pay for deletion is basically a pay for de So anytime your creditor will sell an account because you were delinquent and you just never you know decided to pay the money back they can sell it to a third-party collector which is the collection company once the collection company owns that account you owe them now okay if the collection company posts that collection to your credit you can call and ask if they do pay for deletions where you will actually give them a full amount that's due and they will delete the account off mm -hmm. of your credit report. And, and when they take it off, you'll get all your points back that you initially had. I got some of my points back. I didn't get them You're all back. No. But, I lost like 20 points. But if they don't offer a pay for deletion, then you have to do a settlement. Mm -hmm. And you won't get any points for doing settlement. So. Yep. so thank God they did. So it's like you want to go on a payment plan. I said, no, I'm going to pay it full. Get, take your little funky $200. <laughs> and I had to wait. It took about like three weeks for my scores to go back up. So that prevented me from getting business credit the first round because when you're applying for business credit, having the collection is like, yeah. they're like, why would and we give you money? Realize, like you can go to the banks. Like let's say, for instance, your scores may have not dropped that much. Let's mm -hmm. say your scores were still 700, but you had that new collection on there. Yeah. You can go into the banks and try to apply for something they would have denied you mm -hmm. just for that new collection yeah that's what even i even if the collection is five dollars they don't mm -hmm. care you need to settle your old debt prior to going to get new debt yeah the way the absolutely. bank see it is hey you owe this company two hundred dollars like you haven't paid them why should we give you our money twenty thousand yeah. yeah you can't even pay 200 right so you gotta pay your debt off and then go to the banks of course you know every bank has its own score requirement you need to meet in order to get approved but you definitely don't want to go to the banks mm -hmm. if you're trying to get any type of funding or anything like that you want to have a clean profile with no collections no charge-offs absolutely yeah. so um after that i went she sent me to different banks and she built relationships so relationships are extremely important she's talking about that too mm -hmm. with Diane, um how important the relationships was because she yeah. said her mother actually helped her to establish a relationship with PNC and that's still who she banks with today mm -hmm. because as a small child her mom took her there got her an account and all that stuff those banking relationships is important you see they that, are because right? they they give you the game one what you're supposed to do to get it so like with her um, relationship they all love her so they were extremely helpful I was super nervous I was being like pessimistic I'm like I'm not gonna get no money I'm young like I don't know. I was just nervous that I wasn't going to get any um, business and personal credit. So I went to each bank. I did mine on two days. They say you should do it on one day. But I got a whole bunch of uh, business and personal credit. This is when I was, what, 21 or was I 22? Um, <laughs> it was like, it was, when I did the math, it was about 100000 So I got 100000 I think I was 21 in business 21. and personal credit. So what I did was I went and I bought my first property. Um, for I think I spent seventeen thousand, and then later on I sold it for twenty five. So I like it. Too, right? 
Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, I liked you it because it didn't report to personal. Everything. Yep, I Listen, she do everything. Sassy <laughs> does it all. I got nothing but time when it comes to getting money. Sassy <laughs> does it all. So after you bought your first property, um, well, I know you, you Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you bought your first property in Cleveland, then you bought another one, and then you decided that you was going to wholesale. Yep. So, so you have you have to have a plan when you're just buying your property. People say, "Oh, I owe thirty properties." There's taxes, um, yes. squatters, talk um, about it. property talk about insurance, the expenses, and some of the kinds that comes with you owning real estate. Because I think mm-hmm. we always talk about the good stuff. Yep. Like how Let's you own all these properties. Of, like you said, taxes. Mm-hmm. If you own thirty properties, you have to pay thirty tax bills mm-hmm. every year like every year you got to make sure you don't get back taxes and when you're buying your properties make sure they're own free and clear so you don't want to buy a property for example that has squatters because getting squatters out of properties mm-hmm, is almost all, impossible I, first of all i bought a, a, a building in cleveland mm-hmm. i was told that it had a tenant in it mm-hmm. comes out that the tenant is a squatter. Yeah. So I just recently, because this whole pandemic, it would have took forever to evict this this tent, this yep. squatter. So what I did was, I said, listen, ma'am, I need you to go. I'm going to pay your rent for wherever you're going. I'm going to pay your rent. I'm going to put your deposit down. I just need to get you out of here because I was selling the property. And that still took so what, months? It took months. Even it after she months. offered to pay the rent. She really didn't have to go. She didn't have to accept my offer. So that little 1300 that I spent, her first month in, in her deposit, that was the best 1300 I could have spent just to get her out of there. Because if she hadn't left, the buy, the person that was buying it for me did not want to buy it with a squatter in there. Mm-hmm. So it was holding up my deal. Yep. So, yes. so I don't buy properties, but I don't want a tenant-occupied property because a tenant-occupied could be a squatter. So I only buy vacant properties because for me, like... There's a way that you have to get them out. And I'm from North Philadelphia, so I feel like if I want you out, you got to get out, lady. She's nicer than me. I'm not paying your rent. It's a crazy deposit. It's time to go. So, yeah. So, to avoid that, I just buy properties that are vacant. I keep it simple. Um, And I think that the taxes, depending on where the property is, it may be... Two hundred a year, or it may be twenty thousand a year. Yeah. You never know. Very so those true. taxes add up, and the city wants their money. Um, people could break and into your in property. In this city, mm-hmm. if your taxes are not paid on mm-hmm. your stuff, you can't get rental license. You can't get a business license. Yep. You can't get nothing unless everything is paid up. Absolutely. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What? Because you deal with a lot of clients that you have that you do funding for. Yeah. What is one of the worst real estate horror stories you heard thus far? Um, there's like two. So the first one (laughs) would be partnering with people, right? So when you get on the LLC, you get excited because you want to work with your friends and family. So there were three people, three people on the, um, on the LLC. So they got financing for a rehab loan, right? Everything's going good. Um, one of the partners did something with the other partner's husband and the deal was just over. So they weren't Mm. talking to each other and different things like that. So when you're doing real estate, everybody on the LLC has to sign off. If one person does not sign off, the deal cannot move forward. You can't do a cash out refinance. You cannot sell the property. Everybody has to agree. So to this day, the deal is still not done. So they just have a house that's just sitting. Um, Yeah, and they had like the loan went into foreclosure. So like it's bad because everybody's credit is at risk, but they're mad at each other because something went down with the other person's. Yep, so that messed up the whole business. To this day, it's still not... It's still not handled. So that can go as a foreclosure on their credit? Mm-hmm. Wow. All Although it's under the business LLC. Yeah, because you're a personal guarantor. Regardless, when you're getting financing, you are personally saying that you're responsible for this loan, whether it's one member or it's three members. So if one person does not agree, the deal cannot move forward. Mm. So 
for me, I'm, I don't really partner with people on LLCs because that's a lot of money and that messes and up your too, credit. And you gotta be careful because you part, you could be partnering with people. You can have a 700 credit score and they might have a 300. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. Yes. So give me another one and another uh, horror. Um, somebody um, bought a property off of someone and they didn't really own the property. So they were given a fake deed. They didn't oh, go through a title wow. company. So they spent 50000 on the property and they gave it to the person. I think it was in cash or whatever the agreement mm-hmm. was, money, a money order, whatever. And they didn't own the property. So when it came time to get financing, my underwriter flagged it. And I'm like, what are you flagging it for? I'm trying to get this deal closed. Like, she does not own this property. Mm-hmm. And so I had called her. She's like, of course I own this property. I have my deed. And the deed was fake. So the wow. person ran off with the money. So I always tell my clients, I don't care who it is. Never just go, wire go anybody money. Company. You have to go through title uh, company yeah. for I'm everything. I'm closing on one next week. And I'm like, yeah, title search. Mm-hmm. No games. Yep, get a title search and make sure that you actually close with the title company. Don't get all excited and then wire somebody 30 grand or 40 grand because you hype because you want to close on this property. Right. You have to make sure the title is clear and that you actually own the property. And the person selling the property is the actual owner. So right. that's a huge scam. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, thank you for the info, Ceci. So listen, this is my niece once again, Ceci Marie. You can find her on Instagram at Ceci Marie. Fi- is it financing on Instagram? Yeah, I have different ones. Ceci Marie Financing or Ceci Marie 123. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she does real estate deals. She's amazing. She's only 23 years old, and she's one of the most driven 23-year-old, ambitious young women queening that I've ever met. Um, she's a serial entrepreneur. She not only does financing, she's a real estate investor. She wholesales real estate deals, and she also invests in other businesses. So let's just give it up for Seth. <laughs> Thank <time>. you. <laughs> so if y'all need her services, please go once again to Ceci Marie Financing on Instagram or Ceci Marie one two three. I'm Maserati Niche. Thank you for coming Thank through, you for blessing us me. with this information. And you're tuned into the Niche Speak podcast, where we are giving you financial gains so that you can obtain financial gains. Yes. Loving on y'all.